0: We're going to redo that entire first five minutes, because I'm a jerk and didn't look to see that the light was on or off. Uh, so my apologies there. <laughs>
1: um, take so two.
0: Take two. That's going to be a fun intro, and it, it's embarrassing for me. So... Welcome to another episode of Stories from a Bar. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and for this episode, I'm hanging out all the way up in Lake George, a place I haven't been since I was a kid, probably. uh, Adirondack Pub and Brewery with Bob Schaefer. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing fine today. Yourself? Uh, Again, I'm doing quite well,
0: now that I've (laughs) had a few sips. (laughs) And we've got the uh, introductions out of the way the first time. Uh, This place does bring back so many childhood memories. I remember coming up here on field trips to the Grayscape and everything and uh, it's it's weird because I know it is a tourist area. I don't think I've ever been up here in the winter area um, time.
1: The winter, it's mostly locals, too. Uh, of course, it's not as much business as we do during the summer, but uh, if you drive by in the winter and it's been a snowstorm, half our parking lot will be filled with snowmobiles. <laughs> <laughs> and you look in the bar, and down the ends of the bar, you see the helmets all lined up in front of the people down the bar so it's we do a good deal of business in the winter
0: that that's (laughs) going to be something i ask about later actually but thank you again for taking the time to hang out i appreciate it like i said i'm excited to be here this is my first time in the brewery uh it's a place i've wanted to come to since i've seen it mainly because i just love the exterior the log cabin look (laughs) and everything like that and i was just talking about before i realized we weren't recording uh (laughs) how campy and homey it feels on the inside
1: (laughs) yeah that's a feeling we were kind of going for something that feels adirondack yes adirondack you think of mountains and outdoors so we tried to bring a little of that inside with us
0: and of course we've got a fine looking smattering of beers in front of us about five different samples uh, we're already started on the first sample why don't you go ahead and tell me again now that the microphone is on or the recorder what we what we were drinking
1: okay we're drinking our wave series this is our lake george ipa it's a little bit hazy and it has a rotating hops schedule we um uh, every three or four months we change the hops to give it a little different flavor for something new
0: nice and what's in this particular one because this one's delicious
1: uh this one is citra and simcoe
0: okay i always feel like i can tell it's citra but i don't also <laughs> i don't have a distinguished enough palate really <laughs> to just guess and put myself out there and look like a fool yeah. but this is really good i, yeah. I like this one a lot uh,
1: most of our ipas we don't do any candle hopping we save it all for in the whirlpool and then dry hopping to bring out a little bit more of that juicy flavor
0: it is yeah it does have a little juicy flavor too i'm really into and having a fridge at home full of summer ales and <laughs> shandies i'm excited <laughs> actually all four in ipa at the moment <laughs> on top of it being 90 plus degrees out oh uh like i said it took me about an hour to get up here it's the farthest i've gone for a podcast since i've started this set
1: a new record
0: set a new record uh <laughs> sorry common roots that was as far as i've gone uh shout out to those guys of course which is about uh, this is about 15 20 minutes north of there yes <laughs> but you're all the way you live all the way down in glenville
1: i live in glenville it takes me about 40 minutes to get here from exit 11
0: are you here up here five days a week, or uh,
1: five days a week unless we're having an event on the weekends and six or seven? You know.
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, and of course, you're listening to podcasts in the car. <laughs> yes,
1: every morning on the way up. I did. Um, Got, gotta have music on the way home, though. After the day oh of yeah, <laughs> de stress,
0: or just yell sing rage along with all the people you've had to deal with all day. I, that I do constantly. <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend and I tried to come up here a few years ago uh, for the first time in years. And we, it just happened to be the day of the car show, which I forget. There's always events going on in the summer. So pro- it was a Saturday. I probably should have checked. <laughs> so we just get off the exit and just stop directly in a line of traffic. I'm like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, the car show, I think it starts on a Thursday, but usually they start showing up on Tuesday. So pretty much that whole week, you can expect traffic. <laughs> it seems like everything that goes on up
0: here seems like a week-long event.
1: Um, they're not scheduled for week-long events. It's just that the people, well, I'm taking three days off. Might as well take five.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, because we ended up going back down to Saratoga because we couldn't even get into the town and have lunch at the Druthers there, which was good. Uh, But uh, I have had a few of the Adirondack beers before. Again, I don't remember which ones. They're available in beverage centers and the market right by me, which is awesome. And I've always enjoyed what I've liked, so again, that's why I was excited to get up here and see a surprising amount on tap. How many do you have? Uh, we on got
1: tap? twelve on tap. Nice. We also have um, we do ciders now. Oh, okay. We do seltzers now, and we have a hard lemonade. We also oh put out this summer.
0: How's the seltzer thing going? I feel like is that fading yet? That kind of fad. Um, I thought I saw something where it it is a
1: little bit. Um, it's not as popular as it used to be mm-hmm. but there's, there's still people come in and ask you got a seltzer it's like sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean I, I guess it's just something you kind of have to have on tap now to keep those kinds of customers
1: yeah you want to try and have a little bit of something for everybody yeah
0: i know a little bit about the brewery from the website the adirondack brewery owner john carr uh, spent some time in europe where he got into beer and european beers and stuff came back started home brewing and eventually, about ten years later, opened this place in '99. Correct?
1: Yep. Uh, we just celebrated on 21st. It used to be a little supermarket.
0: He... Up, up 21st is appropriate.
1: <laughs> he uh, built the, bought it, built the brewery on it, and was down brewing up, brewing on it himself. And we expanded a few years ago, and it's where it's at today. <laughs> From what I was
0: reading, I. It's on, I don't know what, if it was in a specific article, it started as, technically it was categorized as a brew pub and is now legally a microbrewery, I think. Right. Originally
1: when he started, it used to brew just on premise, but now we um, have several distributors we do pretty much throughout the whole state. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you still do all the brewing on premise?
1: Yes, all okay. the brewing is done here on premise.
0: It's, uh, it's kind of misleading if you're just driving by the front how large this place actually is. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the restaurant, you look from the front, doesn't look that big, but if you go down the side street, it's long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about you. That's why I'm here. Okay. I like to get to know people,
0: uh, the people making the beer that I like to drink and then forget that I had it. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. You're from the Glenville area, I'm right? I'm from the
1: Glenville. I uh, spent time in the military. That's why I picked up my taste for different beers, mm-hmm. you know, traveling around the world, tasting different things, and came back home and, well, couldn't find the stuff I liked, so I started home brewing and did that for a while and took another job in a software company and was there for 20-some years, and they said, hey, offer me some a nice little package, and I said, like, you know what? I'm going to go become a brewer, and... <laughs>
0: that's what i did (laughs) uh do you remember the first beer you tried brewing
1: uh i actually have a bottle home on my bookshelf the first beer i ever brewed at home it was an amber (laughs) and it's called first batch and the the first battle bottle i ever really still got i don't know what it's gonna taste like now because that's almost 30 years old but (laughs) um
0: probably not the same (laughs) yeah would be my guess so, where did you actually start, get into your brewing career then?
1: Um, after brewing...
0: For after brewing from home. From everything. home.
1: I took uh, the course down at SCC. Okay.
0: Was, uh who was your teacher? Was it, was Rich your teacher? Was he the teacher? Christian. Uh, uh, okay.
1: He was working um, down at Crossroads at the time in the Catskills. Okay. And coming up here and teaching. So, he was, he took his class and then... Um, Took that class, spent a year taking the knowledge that I learned there, back in the garage, making batches every other week, honing my skills, and went on one interview, and that was here. (laughs) Really?
0: And how long have you been here?
1: Uh, I've been here coming up on five years now.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why don't we move on to our next sample here?
1: The next one. Be, oh, well, yep. you went a different way. which way nope i'll oh, go that. this way <laughs> okay we had our wave this one is actually called ripple ripple because a ripple is nothing more than a small wave yeah so not even
0: something uh, i thought of before you said <laughs> that
1: <laughs> it's a lighter ipa not as bitter not as heavy not as juicy not as much alcohol it's down to about 4.3 it's just something that's easier sippable for this time of year
0: oh yeah plus yeah i can't have anything too heavy today As like i said i have an hour (laughs) drive ahead of me so oh wow that is nice and light it still has
1: that fruity yep taste because it does have some some of the same hops in it i do use the uh, citra mosaic in here but i also throw in some comet and cascade to balance it out a bit nice
0: so how did you find out about the job up here
1: um, one of the web brewing, web pro brewer, I think it was, a mm-hmm. uh, brewing association I belonged to, and there was a, my son was starting college, so I like, well, I'm going to wait till he starts college, so he started college, the next, on a Monday, that Tuesday, I saw it on a message board, emailed in, Thursday I came to an interview, next Monday I started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how it's done. That's how impressive you were. Um,
1: had them fooled. No.
0: <laughs> well, from the, at least the two samples I've had, they did well. So, what? I mean, what got you... Well, you meant talked about it a little bit to kind of getting into beers in the military. At what point did you think, I'm going to try brewing beer instead of just going around drinking it and thinking about the stuff you like?
1: That was when I... about Almost 25, 30 years ago when I just... Like I said, then it was pretty much it was like Sam Adams was the wild, you know, beer you can get, you know. <laughs> so I was like, Well I wanna who's some other stuff, who's some of the stuff I from Belgium that I like and from my time in Germany because 'cause I'm well the IPAs are nice. I'm a malt guy. I like the <laughs> maltier beers, but mm-hmm. you really couldn't get that here. Interesting. So
0: my I always say my favorite beer is free but um, or cold, uh, but I generally, like, I constantly try the stouts, but just the darker beers I can't get into, which is...
1: Well, I, I know you, lo- you like don't like the darker ones. I got one for you to try later. Well, I, when I say dark, <laughs> I
0: mean, like, porters or actual stouts. Uh, like, a dark amber is usually fine. That's kind of where my limit is, I, so uh, I, it looks delicious. Well,
1: you have to, later on in the fall, I'll get you some. I do a black lager.
0: Oh, I have had a black lager that I and, did like. Uh, that is uncommon.
1: I like it because from people who have that perception, dark, heavy beer, I gotta it's high alcohol. I got to chew mm-hmm. it. But then it's like, well, try this. And it's smooth. It's not heavy. It's light because it's a lager. Yeah. And hopefully some people, when they have that, that sort of gives them, well, I had that one dark beer I like. Let me try some more and...
0: I mean, I keep trying them, looking when I see new ones and stuff like that. But the black lager, it's funny you mentioned that because that is pretty uncommon. I think I've only come across it like once.
1: Yeah, there isn't many people who, who do the, do it.
0: Is there any particular reason, or is that just kind of something new that brewers are starting to test out?
1: Well, again, I like it because it's more malt forward. Okay. <laughs> and, and I just like the flavor of the malts in it.
0: So I was also reading is there a big. Do you guys have a focus on trying to use local ingredients in your
1: beers? We do whenever possible. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff I like to try and get as close to the country of origin that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, like uh, any Pilsner that we're doing, I'm getting my grain using German grain because that's Pilsen. That's where mm-hmm. it was originated. and I try and get as, as close to country of origin that I can of course the last couple years that's been kind of hard but
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah how that's a it's actually since we're kind of drifting in that covid care territory because of the last couple years we kind of touched on this place obviously it probably explodes with business in the summer it, yeah. Lake George is just a well-known tourist destination I'm curious about the winter like I said I haven't been up here in the winter other mm-hmm. than a couple big events that I usually see like advertised. Uh, and I, it's kind of funny just thinking mm-hmm. about the snowmobiles lined up outside now Do mm-hmm. you guys actually do do a steady business because yeah, you're open we, year we round do, we
1: do a steady business um then usually in february a uh, couple weeks while the winter carnival is going on mm-hmm. in lake george we do an ice fest on. we take our deck in our beer garden and we have an ice sculpture guy comes in. He builds us a bar out there. Awesome. Puts lights in it and everything and builds sculptures. And, you know, we have snow blown in and make designs and, you know, put up a couple pine trees. And it actually gets pretty packed. You now it's zero degrees out, but there's people out there going to the ice bar again. <laughs> I
0: don't think I've ever gone. I Yeah, I've never been anywhere with an ice bar. Provided it's not snowing this coming year. I will that particular day. I'm going to have to come up here and check that out. Uh, why don't we tell me about which one's next uh, as we're moving along. Sh- 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 this guy right here.
1: Okay, we'll go with that one.
0: <laughs> that
1: is our grapefruit
0: kosh. Ooh, the grapefruit colch. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> That's an awesome just summer mm. sipper.
1: And then at the... Back end, you'll get more of the grapefruit. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I tried to bring out.
0: I love grapefruit, so that's oh, so, so another I. reason I wanted to <laughs> try this one.
1: I tried to bring uh, the grape throughout through both the hops that I used, plus there is um, grapefruit puree in it. Okay. The puree is more of the upfront taste, the mm-hmm. hop, grapefruity hop is what you're catching on the back end.
0: How many did you have to kind of experiment with this one to kind of balance it right? Because that's pretty, um, grapefruit gets pretty yeah, acidic, Yeah, The, right? the,
1: the Kolsch recipe for this is actually about 15 years old, one of my old home brew recipes. Mm-hmm. And it took me three tries to get the exact product you got now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, and this actually just popped in my head so with the with the beers you've brewed here what's been the most difficult is there one that stands out
1: um the most difficult let's see is uh well we don't have it on the menu now is we got one that's called dirty it's a uh, it's ever-changing it's a pale ale mm-hmm. and for some reason you you meticulous notes when we're brewing and then okay yeah we got that that's how we like it and the next time you do it for some reason it tastes different (laughs) you know and you compare notes well i did everything exactly the same for some reason that one's having a hard time duplicating it's the same every time
0: I, I mean, I guess there's always like unknown variables, so I guess that doesn't surprise me. But mm. it is weird to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, you can brew something I mean, once
1: similar. Yeah. I mean, Again, most I don't, people probably wouldn't tell the difference. I, but. I'm probably one of those people,
0: <laughs> especially with the more I drink. But yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite that you've done, a personal favorite, or is it ever rotating based on kind of what's cooking?
1: Um, I really don't have a favorite. It depends on. Mood and a time of year, and my favorite time of year would probably be in the winter, March, because then you're getting into the heavier, maltier beers that I prefer. And uh, we do uh, that time of year. I start in like October, November. I brew a bunch of them, and we also have a distillery across the road that we own.
0: Oh, you guys own the distillery. uh, High Peaks Distilling. Yep, I saw that.
1: And Great place to get barrels to put the beer in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that probably makes it a lot easier since it's yeah. right there.
1: Yes, it is, and so every uh, March we have a barrel fest, which mm-hmm. again another, another the,
0: outside event. Yeah, that is the event I think I remember yeah. seeing. Do you have actually? Since you guys do so, there's a lot of events that go on up here. What's your favorite?
1: Um, I would have to say barrel fest is my favorite. Barrel fest, just the. For the amount of—it's wintertime, it's outside, and just to see the amount of people that show up, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's, you, you wouldn't think you would get that many people that hang out in 10-degree weather to drink beer. <laughs> I
0: mean, the beer's an incentive, yes. I get, that would help me hang out outside more. <laughs> Is there anything you generally try to avoid brewing? I'm always curious. Like, ones that you just don't think you can handle—well, like, not handle, but— never come out the way you want Mm. or always seem to go awry. Uh, probably along the lines of the hardest to brew question that i asked
1: uh, not really i'm pretty much up to try everything trying something new and Mm -hmm. you know technique or something. usually if it's the first or second time i'm trying a new technique or a new ingredient yeah that doesn't work out so well
0: but actually since we're Kind of a follow-up to that, I guess. Uh, is there something you haven't tried yet that you are very interested in doing?
1: Yes. I've um, um, been in touch with some people. I'm doing one in a couple of weeks. A hop farm out of Michigan. They're doing some crossbreeding and prioritizing hops mm-hmm. that only they have. And they sent us some. Um, like, here, tr- try these. I'm going to try a beer with those. And also, um, I've been reading up on, and we're going to try doing some hop mashing instead of hopping in the whirlpool. Okay. With the hop pellets, going to try some whole cone with the hop flour and everything. Put it right in the mash with the malt Mm -hmm. and see, you know, do two brews, one the regular way, one that way. Supposedly, they say that brings out more of the aroma in the hops. Interesting. Now
0: that you well, now that you've been here for as long as you have, you've done a lot of your home brewing and stuff. Do you think you've encapsulated like those European beers and those beers from around the world you really wanted to try to bring
1: here? Um, the Belgian stuff, yes. I'm pretty good with that. Uh, I like the way they turn out. I like the flavor, and that they seem pretty happy with them. And sort of, I like sitting at the bar sometimes watching people drink and. Mm-hmm. They seem to go over pretty well.
0: <laughs> what were you doing in the Air Force?
1: I was air medical evacuation. Oh, wow. I was the guy who would run into the battlefield and grab the injured people and treat them the best I can and bring them out to the airplanes to fly them out of there. <laughs>
0: is that something you thought of before joining the air force or you wanted to do in nope. particular I don't I, I don't know how it works honestly my brother was in the air force maybe 20 22 years he's sta- he actually he spent a lot of time in Germany and he I think he was stationed there for 4 year, 4 or 5 years out of his entire mm. tenure. and of course a lot of time in the desert but yeah when you uh, do they like assign you a particular job if you tell them you're going into a certain area well i went in
1: in the communications field okay and this unit has Three guys doing communications. Well, it's oh, ended up being assigned there, and it's like, oh, yeah, the communication guy is the guy with the radio on his back. <laughs> you know, who, once you get in there and you assess the wounded, you call for the airplane, and they'll tell you what airfield they're going to be at, and then you have to get the injured to that airfield when the plane gets there. Interesting.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to finish these other ones, but (laughs) of course. But why don't we move on and hear about this guy right here.
1: Okay. This one, you asked before if you like doing different things. And this is something different. This is an IPL.
0: Ah, yes. Again, this is something I've... IPL is a term I've only seen maybe a handful of times at the most. I think Indian Ladder Farms does one.
1: Um, What we do is we... It's not our usual... IPA, it's a different malt recipe and we use the lager yeast Mm -hmm. to give it and age it just like we would a lager. And one thing we do different with this is we don't do any dry hopping. While it's still under pressure, still fermenting, we create a hop slurry and inject it into the beer. Mm. So the yeast will take off some of the hop and give it a little boost more of the hop flavor.
0: Yeah, that, that's really good. I could easily sit outside on a warm day like today and drink any of these <laughs> and easily lose track.
1: Well, this one is made with, again, a little bit of citra and quite a bit of um, cashmere hops in this one. Okay. How
0: long? So how long were you in the Air Force? before? I was okay. in for six. Oh, six years? Yeah. Yeah, I never served, I work for, technically I'm a government contractor that works for the Navy.
1: Let Um, me guess, Knowles. (laughs) Well, based on uh, where you said you live. Yep. Uh, I can neither (laughs) confirm or or deny, deny.
0: so I'll leave it at that, as I've been told I need to, but uh, did you come straight back to Glenville after that?
1: Um, Yes, I did, came back to Glenville and...
0: Do you were you going to school in the in the military? Did you go to school before or after?
1: Nope. Just no.
0: Just straight like, into home brewing. And stuff? Straight into
1: home brewing and back then, a lot through the internet and books and mm-hmm. everything and going to uh, a lot of the beer events, the beer shows and stuff. And brewers are very open; they'll talk to you at the events. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hey, you know, how'd you do this? How you know? And picked up not a lot of knowledge that way.
0: What are what are some of the biggest changes you've seen since you've kind of branched out from home brewing into more professional?
1: The biggest thing I had to deal with was the scale. The scale? I mean, it's I was going from brewing six gallons at a time to brewing twenty barrels at a time. <laughs> I mean,
0: so I mean, how big of a challenge is that really? Because I hear about with people I've talked to when they've upped their barrel systems as businesses increased how is how difficult is it to still make that same beer that people loved
1: at that s- scale it, it's not as easy as oh i'm brewing twice as much mm-hmm. beer yeah. so i gotta double everything yeah. it doesn't work that way <laughs> It'd be nice i'm sure that's the common
0: thought yeah. among anybody that doesn't do it
1: yeah but uh you'd still have it's a lot of uh math and science and mm-hmm. like i said i worked for a software company so in there, I created quite a bit of spreadsheets and stuff. So, for me, it's easy. It's like, okay, I got this recipe where I brew five gallons. Now I want to brew 15 barrels. So, I would go in to the five gallons and put in the ingredients and poof. <laughs> it tells me what I need for... <laughs>
0: See, I, it's funny. is like um, the stuff I didn't care about when I was going through middle school and high school. Subjects like math and science. Like I mean, I was fine at them, but I never studied on them. Like, those... I'm getting into stuff now where I'm like, that would have been a lot more beneficial.
1: Same here, chemistry. Hated chemistry, but wow, a lot of chemistry involved in brewing.
0: <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, when I a lot of the people I've talked to have that in their background somewhere, that at least they were interested in it. And then um, what's funny is the last class I had to take to graduate college. So I went to Saint Rose in Albany for my bachelor's and uh i was three credits shy of graduation i wanted to take a su- online summer class uh to wrap up my degree and the class was full so i i'm like it's online and i need three credits to graduate or it was either that or i couldn't get an internship for six credits i got one for three because that's all <laughs> that was available so i had to do like a summer class so i i talked to someone in administration i'm like Can I, is there any way I can take this online class? I just need three credits to graduate. They're like, nope. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, it's an online class. It's not like there's even, you're filling up these people in a these kids in a room and there's Mm. not enough space or anything like that. So I had to go back in the fall (laughs) for one One class. class, which was a radio class, which is how I learned to edit and stuff years ago. And I... Never used it in my job, but now I use it for my hobby. When I drink and talk to strangers, it's great.
1: <laughs> See, it's something you didn't want, but it turned out useful for you. It does, <laughs> but it, yeah,
0: but it's it's weird to have the knowledge I do now and think about
1: like, man, if
0: I got more into science back then, <laughs> I, I'd probably be doing the brewing at this point.
1: <laughs> and somebody else be sitting there
0: talking to you. It could, or I could be doing both. I, did you have a particular interest in school when you were starting out?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> right? I. That's one reason I went in the military instead of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just...
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It <laughs> might have been the same for my brother, too. I don't know. I like, I got through school. I had an idea. Um, again, I have a computer degree and a um, communications degree, either of which are particularly applicable to my current job, <laughs> but are more applicable to this, which is why I love doing it do you, so what's your favorite part of working here you've been here five years I've now been. you said what's and obviously it's a little bit of a drive for you to do five or more days a week on occasions so yeah. what what kind of keeps you motivated
1: i like beer <laughs> <laughs> um it's just something that i've always been interested in they uh the, the staff here is great they you know everybody pitches in you know when someone needs help and uh It's just a good place to work.
0: Who are some of the other people uh, involved with the brewing that we should know about or give a shout out to? Uh, There's
1: Ryan. He's our brewery manager. Okay. He's the guy who does all the stuff I don't like to do. (laughs) (laughs) He's the manager. All right. He he deals with the customers and the ordering and the shipping, and he also oversees our uh, packaging. We do our own packaging on site. So he oversees those guys and he's the workhorse i I got the fun part
0: (laughs) so actually i'm very i'm also really excited because the food always looks delicious here whenever i see posts i'm gonna get i'm definitely getting something to eat uh before i go but is there anything from this place started as the brewery was it a restaurant too or did that start afterwards
1: i believe it started the same time okay
0: So, do you, you probably get firsthand uh, cracks at what's coming on the menu. Have you had some recent favorites over the years?
1: Or, um, or? I don't know if it's still on the menu. They used to have a salmon sandwich that was pretty good. That I like. okay. I'm not bad I'm, not, into I'm sc- not, they changed the menu. It's hard for me to keep up because, mm-hmm. like you said, I live an hour away. I'm not st- stopping in and eating all of the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's say someone's
0: coming to Lake George. They're coming here. Things you should, uh, beers you personally recommend. You recommended, uh, which one to me? I forgot now. Because <laughs> the list is 12 beers <laughs> long. Was it, um, Well, I'm it like, was the IPL, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, in the current, current, uh lineup, I would say the, the IPL. Try the IPL because it's something you're not going to find mm-hmm. a lot of. Something different. Okay. Uh,
0: um, yes, I'm going to. Uh,
1: our bare naked ale or amber ale. That's actually the reason it's on top is it's our best seller. <laughs>
0: is it the bare naked? Yeah. Well, why don't we move on? This to one to the last sample here.
1: Okay. This is the barrel aged Baltic Porter.
0: <laughs> Ooh, barrel aged.
1: <laughs> um, this is one that I brew. It's for it's got some chocolate malt in it, some roast malt, and it's been aged in a barrel from the distiller.
0: Oh, I can smell. It's nice and smooth. I like that. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's good. It can easily go down quite smooth. Is there is there something a beer you have brewed that you've been particularly proud of?
1: I last winter I did for a winter ale. I did a Old Ale. It's mm-hmm. a English ale that they brew for the winter time. And they use an ingredient called trecal. It's basically, it's sort of like molasses, okay. it's a little bit stronger than molasses, and it gives it a toffee taste a Little and a little extra sugar to ferment to make the beer a little bit stronger. Well, this is America, so this is the Northeast. Let's use maple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got a hold of a bunch of New York maple syrup. Let's use that instead and that came out quite well.
0: Really? Interesting. Wow, oh, I can't I just can't get over how <laughs> smooth I mean you can tell that it was in a barrel. Is it before you the distillery was there, was it hard to come across barrels? Has there been like a barrel shortage?
1: Well, since I was here they've always how, it, always had the distillery. Oh have that distillery okay. I think started a year before I got here. Oh, all right. So But the thing what? with the with the build age is about a Third of it is makes it to production Mm -hmm. because you never know what you're going to get with a barrel. So
0: just from evaporation or anything, um, flavor wise. Flavor wise, depending
1: on what was in the you know what was in the barrel and what. So we that's actually our barrel room over there. It's constant constant temperature. It's kept at, and we'll put the same beer in three barrels, label them, throw them in there, and then we have to. Every month or so, give it a little taste. and. Interesting. Usually about two of the barrels of the three we would end up dumping because it would just really? not have a taste or a flavor that you wouldn't want to. But again, it's all. you don't know that going forward when you're starting because you don't know what taste you're going to get mm-hmm. From the, because we're not using new barrels. We're using ones that were...
0: Yeah. Actually, I just saw an article the other day. I don't know if this kind of status has changed on this can since the pandemic started i know there's a lot of worry about cans how how's the can situation
1: um the can situation well our production not a production our packaging guy jeff he spent a lot of time on computer and he was buying cans by the tractor trailer load <laughs> and he was getting them from all over mexico portugal he he was getting cans Really, but it's he. Like I said, he's spent time researching and buying, and
0: and it's. I had. I don't think I've been to a real touristy area like Lake George uh, since well before the pandemic. So this is probably a different kind of environment from just a regular town that's gone through the pandemic. Have you seen? I mean, you have been up here. What's it been like in this kind of area? Uh, over the last few years it
1: was like a ghost town um there' a lot of businesses even up to last summer when they just didn't open and finding um workers was a big part of it pretty much mm-hmm. every place on the strip would have a sign help wanted help wanted and that was a big thing that held a lot of them back from opening up but um that and the rules kept changing <laughs> yeah yeah. You, know, you can open up but you gotta do this you can't do this and so as for us of course at the beginning the restaurant was closed mm-hmm. but um and we don't have a tap room so what we did was the tasting room over at the distillery we would package our beer take it over there and that's where people could get the to-go's oh wow you know, over there and
0: also want to mention there's a beautiful outside area that I read <laughs> down there as I yeah. was coming in.
1: Yeah, we have a deck, a covered deck that'll block the sunlight from you. And then we have our little outside beer garden if you want the sunlight. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm okay
0: sitting in the shade today. After oh, yeah. <laughs> the last few days, I think it's going to only be just as warm, if not warmer, for the next few.
1: Yeah, I I drive a Jeep, and usually after work, I like putting the top down and mm-hmm. hitting the Northway driving home. But the last couple of days, it's been top up, AC on. <laughs> I uh,
0: yeah, I had I had a Wrangler, and I, I remember I always said I'd drive it till one of us died. One of us died. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm doing the podcast, so it wasn't me. <laughs> Because life with no car payments, the best feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. But uh, there was the time on, I remember going, it was either on 90 or 87. And I made the mistake of wearing a hat with the top down. (laughs) Gone. (laughs) Not getting that. (laughs) But I do miss that Jeep so much. Mm -hmm. But uh, what's funny is, so I got a new car maybe a month ago. And I had a Jeep Liberty. That I had for like nine years. Again, life drove it till one of us died. The transmission was going, so it's like pay three thousand or more to fix it when it's only worth a third or quarter of that, or <laughs> suck it up and get the new car. So I got a new car, and the gas mileage is phenomenal. I couldn't, <laughs> it made me feel a lot better, at least <laughs> about having that.
1: That's the one thing with the wing; it's a box, so it's oh yeah, doesn't do good on the north way on the trap and the gas mileage. <laughs>
0: What would you? Is there anything in particular you'd like to see this place do that it's not doing, or you? I don't know how else to word that. I thought <laughs> about it for a second.
1: From my vantage point, I like the way they're doing things. Pretty much every month we're having an event. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting out there, meeting people, customers, and seeing things. Uh, we're not closing down in the winter like a lot of businesses. We're still open. That's. It's
0: interesting because I, I mean, I'm not overly familiar with this area. I, of course, passed a few bars and stuff on my way here. With When businesses shut down in the winter, does that, and you guys are open, does that at least kind of guarantee traffic, people that want to come outside or do something if they're here?
1: Yeah, the food and winter months, it's mostly the locals. Or just locals. Locals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, our main months go from like June when kids get out of school. Till the end of October, when we do uh, two October Fest in a row, we do the village one, mm-hmm. and then we do one ourselves here. And then after October it pretty much slows down.
0: <laughs> and being a tourist area, have have you met people from all over the world here? Do you get a lot of visitors from?
1: Yes, we do. In um, fact, this morning when I was over at the distillery. A uh, couple walks in, there's a restaurant next to the distillery, and a couple walks into the distillery and they had a German accent and they were, You serve breakfast? <laughs> Not unless you want bourbon. You know? <laughs> they may. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, Oops, sorry. Where's the restaurant? Next door. <laughs> but as far as um, if you. Check the license plates in the parking lots. We get a lot from Jersey and Connecticut. A lot of people.
0: Yeah, I I mean, yeah, a lot of Northeast people, I'm sure. Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's, honestly, I think that's about it. Okay, well, this was fun. (laughs) Anytime you got a chance to uh, drink after work is...
0: (laughs) Uh, Or during, sometimes, if that's acceptable, uh, socially acceptable wherever you are. No judgment. (laughs) So I think that's a wrap on another successful edition of stories from a bar. Big thank you, Bob Schaefer for taking the time to hang out with me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah. This was a a fun time for me, a little road trip for the podcast, which is always fun. Uh, Again, sorry, common roots. You're no longer the farthest (laughs) I've gone, uh, but definitely still worth going to.
1: Well, let's see how long we hold the record. (laughs) Yeah. What what do we got to (laughs) be?
0: I I don't have anything certainly past this planned anytime soon. (laughs) I said, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out, have some drinks, and tell me about yourself and the brewery. Uh, you're making some good beers here. These were all delicious.
1: Well, thank you, and you're welcome anytime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're not doing it already, be sure to go like and follow all the social media pages for Adirondack Brewing to keep tabs on everything they have going on, including all the wonderful events they have in the winter. Uh, Lake George is not dead in the winter. As <laughs> some might believe, there are, there are things going on. It's not that far, the great, that much of the great white north. Just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, anything else you want to throw in?
1: Stop <laughs> by. We're all year round. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a huge thank you out there to everyone for checking out the show you can of course follow stories from a bar on facebook instagram and twitter at stories fab to keep up with everything going on and coming up with the show you'll find stories from a bar on all major podcast platforms so be sure to like and subscribe and even more importantly leave a fantastic review and share the hell out of it so until next time cheers